0: Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Happy On Hour. Man, this is your host, Ricky C. Simmons, on 93.7 The Ticket. You know, I got a couple of quick uh, announcements I need to make right quick before we get started tonight. Uh, I'm going to have to ask my favorite all-time producer over at Austin. Oh, you're but, saying that because I'm here.
0: Yeah, I'm saying that. You probably saw that when Rico is here. No, nah, no, nah, I mean,
1: but you know what? i would be real honest. I do like all the producers, so <laughs> so whoever's here, but, but is usually the one with me. we got to give a big shout-out to Kiwanis Club. Uh, those guys are doing positive things, and I'm actually looking forward to being their speaker this coming Friday. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to be in Where are you going to be? Uh, at the venue. We're going to go 70th and Pioneer, so we'll go out there and... Hopefully don't put nobody to sleep, but we should have a good time. Austin, how can people uh, find out more about the Kiwanis Club?
0: LincolnKiwanis.org is probably the best way. Um, all sorts of things you can do. On the homepage, tells you more about them, uh, gives you the link to buy candy to support them financially. And, John, you didn't have to scroll down that far to where it says become a member if you know what Kiwanis is about and you're curious. Uh, LincolnKiwanis.org.
1: Man, you know, and they're doing a lot of positive things for our youth, and I uh, just want to give Kiwanis Club a big shout-out. And I will see you guys on Friday, so make sure you be there. So I'm not only I'm not the only person in the room speaking to myself. I appreciate that. Also, I want to say a big shout-out to uh, all the people that are supporting to Get You Happy On Movement. Uh, you guys are Ordering your gear. The only thing is, though, you guys aren't posting, man. I need to be tagged in some of these these, these, uh, pictures that you guys are posting about uh, the Get Your Happy On Movement. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff. We got T-shirts. We got hats. We got uh, tumblers, man. Come on, y'all. Go on on the website and check it out. I think Austin got it strolling across the bottom.
0: Yep, it is right there on the bottom. Uh, com. Slash shop home. You know the name, put dot com behind it, slash shop home.
1: Hey man, I'm looking forward to you guys posting some pictures and tagging me so we can get our happy on. You know i be trying to get my happy on every chance I get, even though I can't dance, and I'm, several of you have told me that, but that's okay. I'm going to keep doing it. That's just what I do. You know, tonight, I want, before I introduce my guest, I want to tell you a little something about accountability and adversity. Both of those things are very important to be dealt with on a day-to-day basis. You know, I handle adversity a little different than most. I, um, I tend to remove the, the things that cause the adversity, whether it be people, places, or things, it doesn't matter to me because I, I feel like there's enough going on in life and I'm so busy trying to enjoy what life I may have left that I really don't have time to deal with uh, adversity. I know some of it is unavoidable, but I try to avoid as much as possible. And accountability. Accountability is huge. I mean, uh, the reason why I brought that part up is because my guest tonight, I saw firsthand what accountability can do. And I saw it I, uh, this Saturday. I was privileged to go and watch the scrimmage. And you're talking about some coaches that was serious and holding their, their, their players accountable. Man, that was nice to see because I think that's a positive. Uh, a lot of times we overlook that and we take that for granted, and sometimes by the time a person learns it, there is kind of after the fact. So the fact that y'all are out there holding those kids accountable and making them understand the, the importance of it—it um, it was very impressive. And with that being said, I want to introduce y'all to my guest tonight. It's the head football coach at North Star High School, Coach James Thompson, and I got it right. See, I wouldn't like everybody else. I got it right. Welcome to the show, man.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Simmons. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate the opportunity. Well,
1: listen here, man. We're going to get right into this because I want to know a whole lot about you, and plus I got a question about a relative of yours we got to get to in a minute. Uh, We'll get to that one in a (laughs) minute. We're going to get to that one in a minute, but... Where would you grow up, Coach?
0: Um, so I was born um, just outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota, in St. Louis Park. Um, had some uh, – had a, had a tumor on my liver, and uh, my mom was taking me to the hospital up there in Minnesota, and they were telling me, Mom, you're crazy. You just got a fat baby. He, he's all right. <laughs> um, and my, my dad said, you know what, we ain't going for this. So he, he bro- drove us back to Omaha, and uh, they discovered the tumor on my liver, and I had surgery that weekend. And we never moved back.
1: How old were you then? Um, I was
0: two years old. Two years I was old. two years old. So I've been living in North Omaha since uh, two years old until I was able to to make it to Lincoln. Um, grew up uh, right down the street from Benson High School.
1: Okay. Um, Is that where you attended high school? Actually? I did
0: not. I what? Did not. Um, so You're not a Benson bunny? I was not. Um, basically, some of my, my siblings ahead of me ruined that opportunity for me. Oh. <laughs> so I had some <laughs> siblings that went to Benson High School and- uh, my father was not happy with their experience. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and okay. he okay. said, uh, you know, I got out of uh, middle school, and he said, you can either go to prep or go to Ron Colley, where I had just went to a middle school with all boys, all yeah. black boys at Jesuit Middle School down on 24th and Lake. And I said, you know what? I've done the all boys thing for <laughs> a while. Um, l- let me try something let, different. Let's do something here. a so, little uh, different. Yeah, I went to Ron Colley Catholic from there and oh. uh, had, it, had it. Boy, that was a, a change. That was a change. You go from a – all black school at Jesuit to a predominantly Caucasian school at Ron Colley, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about uh, myself. I learned a lot about other people. Um, learned a lot about, you know, the church and, and some of those things there. So that was a life-changing experience. Did you uh,
1: did you play any sports there?
0: Yes, sir, absolutely. Um, what all did you do? Played football. I tried baseball. got humbled really quickly. Don't try baseball as a freshman in high school. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Um, so I, I, I went back to track. My dad. That was the first sport my dad started me in was track and field okay um, ran 200, the 200 through the shop in discus um played basketball i i used to be a little hooper i thought i was i had my little kobe bryant mini fro you know wearing my laker <laughs> gear everywhere and then uh, i stopped growing i was six foot at 14 years old you know i played post and uh, i stopped growing and so i say you know what i better pour some more of myself into football so i uh, okay. played football <laughs> in high school uh, started as a sophomore um and uh had a, had a lot of fun a lot of fun playing football there at ron Collie, uh row Pride row Pride
1: okay, okay, so now after
0: you finish high school wh- what was the next move so um during my high school experience my my defensive coordinator really took me under his wing right okay. um because my father was so hard on me. And I was just a, a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're 14, you got chest hair, can't nobody tell you nothing, right? You became a man. Yeah, yeah, you know, so my dad couldn't tell me nothing. Uh, and uh, my, my defensive coordinator found, you know, that I had this this flaw of I couldn't be coached, right? Okay. I, I didn't allow people to hold me accountable, and he took me under his wing. He started off soft and and, uh, loved me and encouraged me. And eventually, you know, we had a strong enough relationship where he could coach me. He could hold me accountable. Um, He could, you know, um, make me understand the the errors in my ways and then how to improve those things. So he really pushed me towards education. Um, I decided to uh, pursue that. Um, Shout out to to Dr. Cynthia Gooch-Grayson. Um, she That's who I gotta get yeah. on for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she put me on. You know, she helped me apply for a ton of scholarships. Um, I applied for the uh, Susan Thompson Buffett Scholarship. She made me rewrite my essay eight times. What? That yeah, sounds like Doctor. Doctor Cynthia. Times. And uh, you know, I can't. I was upset with her. I'm not gonna lie. Eighth, <laughs> you know, that, that fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time, I was like, "What are we doing here?" But um, you know, I was fortunate to be blessed with that, with that Susan Buffett Thompson Scholarship, and I got a full ride to any state university. Um, I wanted to go walk on and play football at Wayne state, you know, okay. I had some offers to play at the NAIA level. And again, you know, something that I've always struggled with apparently has been ego. Now that I'm thinking about it and I was like, Oh, I'm too good for that. level. Let me go D two. And I got humbled up there. You know, I saw some boys from Texas and, uh, you know, your home state, some boys from California and Florida. I said, boy, I don't have the speed to play. Um, so, uh, I jumped right in and started officiating, um, Football and, and softball and uh, basketball, got my degree from Wayne State um, in PE and health with a creative writing endorsement, um, and uh, you know stepped off across stage and uh, you know had my family there to celebrate me uh, again. Doctor Gooch was there uh, acting a fool in the background, well, screaming l- and yelling. Speaking
1: of Doctor Gooch, yes sir,
0: let's 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 spend a little time right there.
1: I think she made a comment to you, she did. yes sir, uh, when you first when she first found out that you were going to be my guest, could you share with everybody what she said so I can respond on air? Because I'm pretty sure she's listening.
0: Yes, yes. So, so Dr. Gooch, man, she's like my second mother. Uh, she said, you know, I, I called her and let her know that I was going to be on the show, and she was celebrating and happy. She said, now, by the way, you tell Ricky that we've been going way, way back, and how is my nephew on the show before I am?
1: Okay, good question. Dr. Gooch, I hope you are listening. I know you have supported me. I mean, you, your, your work is shown. I mean, you showed up at documentary, at the film festival. I mean, you've just been very supportive over the years. But I got to defend myself on one thing. When I first agreed to take this show, start doing my own show in October of last year, actually, it was October 2nd, I remember the first date. I was reaching out to you a week before that because I wanted you to be my first guest. But for some reason, I don't guess your text message or your voicemail works. That's what I'm going to say because I know we, we good enough friends to where you would at least call me back or at least respond and say, "Nah, Ricky, uh, I don't want to do it. But anyway, I, was, I, I heard about that question, and I was like, you just wait till we get on the air. I want to address that on the air, cause that way I know with your favorite nephew sitting here, I know you listening. So I want you to know you are gonna be on the show. We just need to get together and, and get a date that works for you and myself, and we are gonna make this happen, Doctor Gooch. Now, with that being said, I got witnesses. I got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got my producer over here raising his hand. I got your nephew here. Say, look, so. There is no excuse for you not to get in touch with me, and we set up a time for you to be a guest on the show. All right, Dr. Gooch, you can make a comment if you're watching on Facebook. I'll show see it. So you just let me know whenever it works for you, and we're going sit to sit down and find a time that works for both of us. How about that? But, no, I actually man, I, I, I got a lot of respect for Dr. Gooch, man. She's always been straight and just been a good person ever since I met her in college. I mean, she's just... Solid as they come, and you know. When, I think I was at one of your games last year, and uh, I went up in the stands. I was going to go get to the, to the concession stand, and I saw her there. I was like, "What are you doing here?" She said, "My favorite nephew is the coach." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." So it, it, I didn't make, I didn't connect the dots initially, but man, you, you couldn't have a better aunt, man. That's, that's, that's amazing. And, and one thing about her is she's all about business. So, I mean, I've known Cynthia since like I said since we were in college. I know she's about business. So, you ain't got no choice but to stay on the straight now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um,
0: I couldn't get away with nothing growing up. My my auntie and my dad seemed to know everybody. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and you know, we my parents were old school. Um, and I wish more parents were like this today is you're in trouble. Cause I heard from an adult until we can figure out the bottom of it. Right. Right. Uh, I didn't get to go home and tell my story right away, <laughs> you know, cause, cause someone's friend or a teacher or a coach or something, you always have support of the adult. Cause right. what I've learned in life is that kids lie, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and they do it out of self-preservation. Right? It's, not, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 they're doing it to help themselves. They try to minimize, you know, their role in things, um, and we got we to gotta do a better job supporting adults and supporting, especially when they're supporting our kids. Right. You know, those right. coaches, those teachers, those mentors. Um. Now, now, when you see something that ain't right, you call it out. Oh, but, absolutely. But we got to be able to hold people accountable, just like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, well, I,
1: you know, like I said, I I got an a up-close and personal look Saturday. And uh, I just think that's very important. That's just my personal opinion. I think because sometimes <clears throat> this is just what I've noticed in the few cases, not all, but in a few cases, sometimes the parent almost seems to be in fear of the kid and saying, I, I grew up in a different time, you know, that, that was not the case. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, a good example of that is uh, I'll see, I'll hear a story about a kid, uh, the parents try to correct them and they run in their room and shut the door and stay out of my room. Man, if I would have tried something like that, my daddy would have took the door off.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it Absolutely. wouldn't have been
1: no door on you. <laughs>
0: wouldn't have been a bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I'm just saying. I mean, I know times are different. I get it, and I'm not advocating for anything, you know, that would be considered violent. But I do think uh, education uh, coming from the parent.
0: Yes, sir. I yes, think sir. That's, that's where it starts.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's beneficial because. If you don't never discipline, we called it discipline. I think they called it child abuse now, I think. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was called discipline when I was growing up. If there was no discipline, then it seemed to okay the, the, the kid to be more mature than he than he really was or act more mature. you know. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm just saying, sometimes if you don't correct that issue at home, and it gets to the school or out in public period, there's going to be some people at some point going to hold that kid accountable.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's why we have to give them these life lessons of accountability where there's still that safety net while they're in high school. Correct. Because once you hit 18, 19 – there's no safety net. Nope. You, you make these mistakes. Um, some mistakes there's no coming back from. Correct. You know, um, so we have to make sure that they understand that every decision they make affects them positively or negatively. Some are very minuscule effects. Some are, you know, very grand effects. Um, and you have to be able to learn from all of those lessons. Um, we, t- we talked about it yesterday. You make a mistake. The first step is own it. The second step is fix it, apologize, do what you need to, to make the situation better. The next step is move on, right? Don't, right. don't make that statement again. Don't dwell in that spot. That, that was a lesson, not a life sentence. Right, right.
1: And seeing sometimes if it's not practiced early, it can get to be a real problem. I mean, especially on a after 18, like you said. Yes, sir. I mean, after 18, dude, it's like all bets are off. And if you've never been disciplined from, uh, say, birth to 18, and then you you know, you ain't had no consequences for your actions. Then all of a sudden you get out in this this world that we live in, and there's gonna be police, there are gonna be other people that are gonna they're, go, they're gonna be some consequences.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh my dad used to tell me, discipline yourself or someone else will have to Oh, absolutely.
1: And 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 I'll be real honest with you, when you start going that criminal justice route
0: they're gonna get your pockets too. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, yeah. Gonna, they're gonna they're gonna take your time and your money.
1: Yeah, time and your money. And, and, and seem like I've never seen them say, "We don't want to. We not gonna take your money this time, or we're not gonna lock you up this time." I've never heard that. Everybody that's gotten in trouble with the law, it costs them usually for sure money, but a lot of time it costs you time. Mm-hmm. And those are things you know, like the, like time, for example, is something you can't get back. Can't get back and once they start you down that road, man. It's kind of hard. It's like the treadmill, you know, it's kind of hard to get off of it. So I I really uh I admire what you guys are doing out there, man, and you know, a lot of people would call it different things. I just call it tough love. And you know, and, and you can't be passive because especially in football, football's a contact sport.
0: Collision sport <laughs> <laughs> when it's played right. Yeah, when it's played right.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a lot of contact involved, and once you start, you know, once you get a little nick here and there, it also that tests your ment- your mental, you know, your mentality changes when when your when your leg hurts a little bit or your shoulder hurts. So you know you got to be able to be mentally strong to stay focused on the tasks that you have
0: absolutely um that's that's again something we talked about in our team huddle yesterday was uh taking care of your mental taking care of your your mental health um football wrestling i think in my opinion are two of the most mentally draining mentally taxing sports you can mm-hmm. compete in and uh how do you respond to that you know right. um and, and part of that mental health journey is learning when to take a break you know you take a rest day you know take football off take take um playbook off take Take a day off to let your body relax and heal um, because I feel, you know, so many of these kids are running around with anxiety and depression and things because they, they're putting too much on themselves too early and they're they're comparing themselves against the world and what everybody has on Instagram. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Relax, breathe, enjoy your life, run was, your race. That was
1: something I was going to ask you, man. Like, being the head coach, uh, see, this technology thing is just – gotten big over the last few years for as, you know, with the with the youth. As a as a head coach, man, do you have a lot of issues with with the your players dealing with social media or trying to live up to social media?
0: I would say um not just as a head coach, but my role within education. Okay. Um I feel that is where most of the drama starts, right? It's it's someone talking bad on about someone on social media or someone sub-dissing somebody and, and sneak-dissing people or you, it's pictures and memes and things. That's where all of the bullying is taking place. People don't talk crazy to your face, right, because they yeah, know right. the consequences. Right, right, right. right. They, they get online and they and they do all this stuff. So that's typically what we, call we them see. Call keyboard all gangsters or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah keyboard warriors or <laughs> I, call them, I call them Internet thugs. You know, they just, it's, uh, it's well, they're tough on the, on the, behind that keyboard. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that's where we see a lot of the stuff Um, pop off now I have had kids in our program and in other programs see you know just making poor decisions on social media and and part of that is just a lack of education letting them know you put this out there that's forever right you can delete it but there's screenshots and there's there's trails that we can follow to get back to that and um and now we're living in this world of cancer culture right you know everything Mm. you say you got to be Walking on eggshells because they'll they'll try to burn you at the stake um, financially, you know, with with your reputation. So we talk about those things with with these kids and tell them it's okay to be yourself. It's okay not to be the tough guy. It's okay to be the 4.0 guy. It's okay to be the multi-sport athlete guy. It's okay to be the nice guy. It's okay to be the college-educated young man. We don't have to chase this glory, glamorous I'm hard. I'm tougher than everybody mentality. Right. Um, because we all know there's only two ways to do, or two ways to go with that. You're gonna be dead or in jail. Yeah. Because you always gonna run into somebody tougher than you. And the most toughest thing is that law enforcement.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that. And speaking of law enforcement, they're a larger game than <laughs> than anybody you're gonna go up against. Because uh, you just can't outrun them.
0: Too many resources.
1: Too many resources. You can't outrun them radios, and I mean. They got more guns than most people, too. Hey, I I want you guys to hold on. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Coach Thompson on 93.7. The ticket is to get you happy on hour.
0: Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver, Ricky Simmons.
1: And we're back. I was just talking to my guest during the break, man. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious coach. We talked about something during the break that I'd like to talk about on air. And, uh, that is, this is, if I remember and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is your second season as head
0: coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Second season. So, uh, Getting that first year under my belt feels good. You kind of know what to expect now.
1: Okay, so prior to becoming the head coach, what were, what was your uh, responsibilities
0: and duties? Well, fresh out of high school, or excuse me, fresh out of college, uh, I started working at Boys Town. Okay. Um, I was in the PE department there at Boys Town, um, working with Coach Kutch and Coach Meadows and Coach Benda. Um, got to be a track assistant coach, a swim assistant coach, and then I worked in the field house too. You know, I played basketball with the kids, um, lift weights, do the high elements, ropes, course, and things. Uh, did that thing for two years and I moved to Lincoln. Um, you know, shout out to uh, Dr. Van Price and, uh, Dr. Matt A.V., Christy Nelson hits. They brought me in at North star. Um, and, uh, I was a PE teacher for four years there was start off as a volunteer coach on a freshman level, slowly worked my way up, um, became a paid coach and then I got moved to the JV level. Then I got moved up to the varsity level. Um, and then, uh, you know to i got I got offered the opportunity to be an assistant ad um so th- this is now gonna go be my third um school year doing that and uh the the football job came open um the first time it came open about five years before that and I didn't apply you know I didn't think I was ready and uh I said do I want to miss this opportunity again you know right um, right do I want to regret not throwing my name in the in the hat throwing my name in the ring so I went ahead and applied and and here we are two years later.
1: Well, you know, I got to give a shout-out to Van Price as well. I mean, I have ultimate respect for her because she has done a lot of positive things just in the little bit of uh, time that I've known her. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a very good person, and I'm very proud of her.
0: So big shout-out to her. Yeah, also I'm really... from North Omaha. You know, she's a Central Eagle. What? Yes, yes cheerleader, I if, I'm, if I'm uh, not mistaken. Okay,
1: okay. Well, that's all right. Omaha is representing the North Star, basically. Yeah. Because yeah, she yeah. left and went on to the,
0: the the district office. She is. She's at the district office. Um, she has um, some role within the uh, human resources department. Okay. You know, she's boss lady up there. Okay. Um, she's a so, boss. Yeah, I might need yeah. to holler at the boss. Absolutely. <laughs> Doc, Dr. Van Price is doing her thing. Very Keep proud Keep doing of your her. thing,
1: Dr. Van Price. Very proud of you. Hey, listen, man. So, now, you was telling me something else uh, during the break that I was kind of curious about. And I'm just like. Cause I'm not in the school, like, cause you're actually in the building. Yes, sir. So, what type of uh, measures do you have in place for accountability f- for the for the athletes and just the students?
0: So, um, we have a lot of different place things in place right now. Uh, shout out to Megan Kroll, our, our principal. She's doing a phenomenal job with accountability. Um, from from, I'll start with just a football perspective. We had issues with kids being athletes only and not student athletes gotcha right they they wanted to ball on fridays and, and and wanted to take care of business on the field but they had no accountability in the classroom they were they were having C's, and d's um attendance was a big issue so when i came in we had five goals and three of them were related to off the field things right let's let's be in class on time let's be in class every day and then let's have at least a 2.5 GPA, because that's what it takes to get into college. Correct. Right? Correct. And, and a lot of colleges will only offer kids who have a 2.8 GPA. Right. So let's focus on being great in the classroom, being great in the hallways, being great in the lunchroom. And if you're great at those small things, that hopefully will translate to us having success and being great on the field. Um, so we spend a ton of time teaching culture and teaching character development and teaching how to be a man. Right. That We couldn't even really focus on techniques and schemes because yeah. we were teaching so much of this is what it takes to be a man. This is what it takes right. to be a student athlete in our program. And, and there was a lot of resistance to that. You know, um, We had a lot of kids end up quitting. We had um, parents upset. You know, you, you're not playing my kid. He's the best player out there. Right. But he can't get right in school. He, he doesn't work hard or he can't say, yes, coach. All of that stuff matters to me. Everything we, you know, Coach Hunter, uh, Coach Armstrong, I, I got, I got linked up with some very solid people. But we all believe that everything is part of the evaluation. Right. I'm evaluating how you put your shoes on, how you accept feedback, how do you warm up, what your grades are like. What time are you showing up to class? Where are you sitting at in our team meetings? Where's your phone at in our team meetings? Where are your eyes at? Everything is part of the evaluation because I, it's bigger than Friday. It's bigger than the final score, as Pete Ferguson would say. Yeah. It's about life. <laughs> right. It's about life. Right. Football is a tool. How can I use this football tool that kids want and hold them accountable? Right. And hold them accountable because, they're you know, kids – typically don't seek out accountability. But if I have something you want, right, I have this playing time, right, I have this culture, this football family that you want to be a part of, well, you'll go out of your way to do some things you may not want to do to right. be a part of this. Right.
1: And I think that's smart, man, because it's kind of like dangling a carrot out in front of them. I think that's something that that's, that's very important because, uh, you know, let's be real. A lot of the kids that you're coaching on the high school level – you're preparing them for life after high school. Exactly. You know, and uh, the way I'm looking at it with this, with the rule changes and the, the NIL deals and all these things that are awaiting them right out of high school, if you don't have accountability and, and know how to deal with adversity, you could fall into a trap. If you get the privilege to go to college,
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because
1: football is not its not a guarantee that everybody on the high school team is going to get a full scholarship to go. Exactly. Yeah, that's not thats not a guarantee. And, and even if you are fortunate enough to get one, that still doesn't guarantee that you're going to be successful.
0: Exactly. Because
1: I've seen some guys that would be really good in high school, but it didn't translate to college. And the same way that I've seen guys in college that was really good, it didn't translate to pro. So – with this NIL deal, this is real concerning to me because if a kid has some success in high school, he has the potential of receiving large sums of money before he even really proved himself on the football field.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And with success brings a lot of unwanted things. Oh, like, absolutely. Like haters. Right. How do you deal with haters? Yep. Do you do you let that hate feel you? and and allow you to push through adversity or does it crumble you? And now you try to seek attention and and try to get love from everybody else. Uh, My dad used to tell me all the time, everybody ain't for you. Right. Everybody ain't for you. Haters are supposed to be there. Um, And then you also have leeches, right? People who they're not haters, but they're going to try to suck the life out of you. They're going to try to get on and take everything you have because they want to ride your wave. We need to prepare our student athletes for that. Correct. We have to. I mean, if we don't, we're doing them a disservice.
1: And you know, that's that's not an easy lesson to learn, you know. Because when you're when you're young, you're like you say, a lot of them are, like you were at fourteen. You know, they they start to kind of feel themselves yes, a little sir. bit, and you know, and it's I call it the genius stage where you can't tell them nothing because they know everything. Yes, sir. And and when it's like that, unfortunately, sometimes those lessons are they have to be learned through
0: experience without a doubt
1: and and sometimes those experiences may put you in a a situation where you can't bounce back because i've seen so many kids with all the potential in the world just go out one night and their whole life changes behind a couple of bad choices absolutely so you guys have a very big responsibility to try to when you say change the culture i understand what you're saying And I think that's very important, but I'm not sure everybody understands the importance of having this culture because, yeah, you might have a little speed or you may have a little strength where you can kind of have it your way on the field, but that may not translate to life. Without a doubt. Yeah. So. You guys are, you know, you you got a good staff too, man. Oh, I, man. Yeah. So I, don't get me started on yeah, them. We yeah, might take
0: yeah. up the whole hour talking about the staff. <laughs> man. Well, uh, get. let's give your staff some love, man. Tell me about your staff. Uh, man, the staff has been incredible. Um, this year we have really bonded together and been more cohesive and just been a family, you know. Um, in the off season, I spent a t- lot of time reflecting on how can I get better as a head coach? How can I get better as a leader, right? And uh, one of the first steps was, I need to treat these brothers more like family. So we we hadn't had them over at the house several times. Um, we bumped into you down at the barbecue yeah. joint. Uh, That's yeah. so full there in Havelock, man. Go get you some ribs, some catfish. Yeah, man. Big uh, shout
1: out to the old boy. Cool. Hey,
0: Joe. I hope you listening, man. Hey, keep doing your thing, Chubb. You you're getting noticed, young man. You're getting noticed. Yeah, he he's doing his thing. I think I've been there uh four weeks in a row now. You know, I can't <laughs> do enough of so, it. So he's starting to make a trail over there. Yes, yes. yes I got me. I'm on I'm on a little uh app. I'm trying to get me my bonus bucks back. You know, uh, so, um uh, you yeah, you doing just, big things, baby. We excited. We're excited. Um, you know, I just I ran into some solid ones who helped me put this staff together, you know. Um Big Mike, Coach Hunter, um, he helped me get in contact with, you know, some of the big splashy names that we have on staff, the Alonzo Moores, um, the uh, Tommy Armstrongs, the Najee Jacksons. And then I've been plugged in with some some other great people who um, teach in our building, you know, Davis Ball, Trevor Burzell, Tim Amon, um, John Goodwin. I got I got a lot of guys who aren't just knowledgeable about the sport, but they believe in what I believe in is – Let's help them become men. Let's put them Mm -hmm. in a situation where we can set them up for sex after high school, right? Um, I've been around some coaches who think, let's squeeze all the talent we can get out of them, right? Let's take something from the kids. We're not trying to take anything from these kids. We're trying to give them something. So now they can give someone else something. They can put themselves in a better position after high school because – It's four years of their lives, right? Absolutely. They they have, you know, Lord willing, 50 more years to live. Yeah. You know, 60 more years to live. Let's give them the tools and the experience they can use to live the rest of their lives.
1: You know, and I just got to give a big shout out to North Star's whole staff, too, uh, along with yourself, Coach. I mean, I saw last year, and, you know, you kind of walked into a situation that was a lot different than what you've been able to build and i just want to give y'all all some love man because it ain't easy turning the program around
0: it's not it's not yeah
1: because you know like i said the kids got to buy in first and you also have to deal with some parents so it, it's just it's it's a much harder process than a person to just show up on friday night and sit up in the stands
0: and, and critique yeah those uh quarterback arm coach care armchair quarterbacks who are you know they got it all figured out from the sidelines and, <laughs> and the bleachers uh we love those types of people um but uh you're you're right it was extremely challenging mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie and sit up here and like tell you that it was easy or that you know there weren't days where i doubted what, what we were doing or what i was doing um but uh, like I said, I've been plugged in with some, some great, great coaches. Our, our leaders, we, we had some senior leaders last year who were phenomenal. We got some leaders right now who are stepping up, and not all of them are seniors. We got some sophomores who are, who are helping run our show. Um, and they've been a tremendous, tremendous help in getting this program turned around. And honestly, I feel like we finally got the, the, the car, the train, the boat. We turned it around, right? We hit that 180. Now it's time to hit the gas pedal, right? right it's time, right. It's time to move forward. It's time to get rowing in the right direction.
1: So now – Speaking of going in the right direction, you guys are not far away from your first game. Is that correct?
0: That is correct. That is correct. Um, August 24th, it is a Thursday night, Seacrest Field, 7 p.m. versus Omaha Benson. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's yeah, your man. old neighborhood. Yes, sir. My old neighborhood. So, <laughs> that, it, was, it was surreal. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll cry uh, after we won our first game, um, not only to, to put this staff together and have all of these people tell me we weren't going to be nothing, because yeah. we were coming off back to one and eight seasons. And then to win our first game right down the street from where I Wait grew me, up. Wait a Say
1: that again. That You came off of what?
0: Back to back one and eight seasons. One and eight? Over. Yes, sir. Wow. Um, and, and for us to go out there and win that first game and do it in dominating fashion and just to be three blocks away from where my mama's house was um, was emotional. You know, oh, it, I it, can uh, only imagine. It, it, and, you know, to hear my auntie in the background screaming, <laughs> and, uh, to see some of my Dr. homeboys I grew up with. Uh, it, it was a lot you, it was a lot and um that kind of settled my nerves and helped me remember um not only where i came from but what i'm doing is the right thing is it hard absolutely am i getting rich absolutely not right. but I'm, I'm on the right path I'm, I'm where i believe the lord has has de- uh, designated me to go
1: well you know i'll say it this way i'm um uh, i'm politicking already But uh, I definitely want to see if I can get on the sideline again if I can. Hey, we'll we'll make something happen. Make something happen for me, Coach. I'm trying to get on the sideline. Y'all hear me politicking, right? But, no, actually, man, I I, I like to come to the games, and you know, even if I don't stay long. I just like to come and support your your, your program because I think it's, uh, it's good for the kids to see that somebody that don't have any dog in the fight, To actually want to come and see, you know, I mean, because see, like, what I do know about football is there's a lot of time when there's no lights and there's no crowd. Absolutely. And that sun be working and y'all out there, you know, putting in work. And, you know, unfortunately, the people that just show up on game time on Friday or Thursday or whatever, they don't see all the stuff that went on to get to the game. absolutely, And that's why, I, you know, I, I try my best occasionally just to pop in for a few minutes and just show a little love, man, because it's not easy. It's not easy being a coach. It's not easy being a player. And especially when you're having to turn a program around like you're having to do. I mean, now, I anticipate you guys starting to mash the gas. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I got a I lead foot right now. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's gonna be some gas mashing going on this season. That's what I'm looking forward yes, sir, to. That's the plan. And I'm really proud of uh, I call him my nephew, little Michael Hunter, man. He's uh, he's stepping up, man. And hey, we're gonna talk a little bit more about Lincoln North Star here in just a few minutes. We're gonna take one more break. Do do not go anywhere. We'll be right back on 93.7 the tickets to get you happy on that one.
0: Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver, Ricky Simmons.
1: Okay. We back. I appreciate you guys staying with us, man. We're having fun here with coach Thompson, Lincoln North star heads coach, man. I'll, sorry, tell you, I'll be real honest with you, man. This is, I was, a uh, i I wanted to ask you this earlier, but I'm, I'm going to get right to it, man. I know that this is the second year and you've gotten everything turned around, you know, and, uh, we was just talking about my little nephew, Michael Hunter. Yes, sir. Uh, I, mostly, most football teams kind of come and go, or they go as far as the quarterback will take them. And I know defense is huge as well. But is that some um, – any players in particular? Like, uh, who you got for a quarterback?
0: So, we have a quarterback battle going on right now. Okay. Um, we have a, a young man that's new to our program, Dean Donaldson. Okay. Um, big kid, uh, giant hands strong arm uh and he's just humble and works and it's not about him that's what i love about him he could have came into north star and tried to make it about he but he's coming and bought into our we over me mindset um and then he's battling with a junior who uh, started for us last year Bojri ball we call him bobo Bobo. uh, number 13 and uh what i love about him is when competition shows up right a lot of people want to run and hide right um bobo knew uh that that Dean had, had transferred over, and instead of trying to find a new place, tried to run for competition, he said, you know, I'm going to stand up on my own two feet, and I'm going to go compete. And that's exactly what he's done. So we're excited to, about both of them. Um, one of them will win the job, and uh, whoever that is, uh, we don't expect anything but uh, good decision-making and some touchdowns coming off that arm.
1: Well, I know Coach Armstrong is definitely <laughs> going to play a big part in that because he loves
0: to hold people accountable. Oh, man, that's uh, – that's his favorite thing to do. Um, he he holds people accountable. He celebrates kids. He has such a high expectation for everybody, especially his quarterbacks. And that high expectation permeates throughout the rest of the building, throughout the rest of the staff.
1: One thing I'll say about Coach Armstrong is, he just came off of an amazing season with Omaha Beach. Yes, he did. I mean, that was phenomenal what he did. Undefeated. Undefeated, man. That that's that's hands down. He, but one thing I'll say about him—he's still my little brother. But he got on me the other day when I came to practice. I wore, I wore a red, green with lines T-shirt. He uh-huh. told me, he said, hey, come on, come on, big brother, come on. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to get with the program." So, thank you for the the North Star shirt. So. Tommy Armstrong, if you listening, I will be in a North Star shirt the next yes, time sir. I grace the sidelines, so you don't got to worry about me coming out there with the Greenwood line. But I am a Greenville line for life, but I will represent North Star when I'm on your sideline.
0: Yes, sir. Go Gators <laughs> rocking that Navy
1: Blue. <laughs> so, Coach, you say uh, you got a quarterback battle. What, what, what are the positions that you, you're kind of excited about?
0: Well, you know, the quarterback's got to have someone to throw to. Okay. Um, and we, we have some good um, – you know shorter receivers who are just more agile and quick and sudden um whether we're talking about um your nephew you know Mikey Hunter Jr um who is just so mature for his age you know um all he does is work he's always locked in i can't remember how many times um i've had to shout him out on just his eye contact when he's when you're talking to him he's looking you in the eyes which is just it it doesn't exist a lot of times. Oh, and absolutely. That's even with adults. Yeah, you know, but that's especially true. with children. Um, you know, we have we have Mo Purify, Thomas Davis, Braden Sunken, Sam Schaefer has really grown out of his shell this year. Um, we have some capable tight ends in Isaac and Isaac Rebego and Jack Sindelar. We're excited about the weapons we have outside. Um, in on the perimeter, um, we have a, a a stable of tailbacks uh, led by Jordan Anderson. Um, he he's gonna have a breakout year. You watch out for twelve this year, um, and then we have J.C. Severs and Jace Coleman, who who are who are you know every bit as good. Um, and then uh, of course you got to have some old linemen. We got some giant old linemen, Jaden Potter, Xavier Von Bush, who we're really excited about on the offensive side of the ball. Well, I
1: I, I saw you kind of going in on that defense, uh, that defensive side of the ball Saturday. I saw that. I was uh, like, Coach was getting a little hype behind that defense, man. Now you got to tell me what you expected out of your
0: defense, man. Man, um, we have some kids who may be undersized, but we got some dogs. We got some dogs. Um, we got Coach Chapman to join us and he's helping us with that linebacker group, got him going. Um Cam Bredding was our returning tackle for loss leader last year. Um he's only a buck 60, but he hits you. He got hits you. you got you got a big um, heart. Big heart, big heart. We got a uh, we got uh Justin Bomb, we have Jamison Lance rotating into that Mike linebacker. We got Carter Doherty at that will spot. Um, you know, we got, we got some kids at the rush linebacker spot that we're, we're looking, um, to, to develop and rotate in. And then our DBs, man, uh, that they've been the most improved group on our defensive end. Um, we brought in a couple of new coaches, put a, put our, um, uh, one of my good coaches in a, a secondary coordinator role and they're taking off, uh, Mario Bradford, Tyson Lil, um, uh, McKiller, McKiller, Austin McKillop, man. <laughs> um, he, he's another undersized dude, but, uh. I told him before the scrimmage. I said, "You could be McKiller or you could be McChicken." Which <laughs> going to be? Um, and he, he came own, out and ball. <laughs> Make your
1: own decision. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Coach, I, I you know one thing I'll say about the team. I saw the the energy and I saw the enthusiasm I, you know, out of the coaches and the players, and I thought you know that was real impressive because. The kids feed off of that. They do. Yeah, they do. they do. They they watching you guys because they respect you, and the only reason why they're out there is because they know that there's a chance for them to have success.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Because if a kid ain't looking for success, he finna get out. i out
0: there. Mm-hmm. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's too much work.
0: It's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way we the way we have it going, um, you, you can't be halfway in because if you do, you're wasting your time because we're not going to reward that. Right. You know, right. so uh, you got to be all in. you got to show up and, and put the work in. And, uh, you know, we've lost some kids because of that mindset. But yeah. that's okay. Football's not for everybody. you got to be built for this. Exactly.
1: Because I've seen a couple of offensive and defensive coaches telling people, get off the field. Mm-hmm. Get off the field. You know, and I, I know that what that means. That means you're not doing what you're supposed to do.
0: Exactly. We don't have to we don't need to be screaming and yelling and embarrass anybody. You know what sends a message is that bench. You'll be behind at that bench. That sends plenty of messages. That, that screaming loud yeah. message you get right there. Yeah,
1: that bench, that bench is not where you want to be. Exactly. He's, you Especially know
0: on game day. Yeah, Big Mike's favorite line is, uh, you know what, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Don't even worry yeah, about just it. Get I got on a little here. spot right here. We can cuddle on the sideline.
1: Uh, well, Coach, I got to ask one last question before we get ready to wrap up the show. I uh, – You know, it's well documented that I like to laugh and joke and dance and stuff to get my happy on. I'd like to know what does Coach Thompson do when he do do get some free time? How do you get your happy on, Coach?
0: Um, It's this right here, you know. Um, I got a chain. I got my my wedding ring on a chain um it's family you know i want to rep my family this this is not just my commitment to my wife this is the commitment to my children that we brought into this world um that's where i spend my free time um you know we we finally got my son who just turned seven uh riding a bike you know he's confident enough to get them training wheels off boy he took off (laughs) He couldn't tell him nothing
1: so so he's gonna start turning corners now
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely my youngest son lewis He loves to box. I got a little boxing gym set up in the basement. Um, He loves to wrestle. He loves movies and dancing. My daughter's a big track head. She's a hoop head, too. She loves basketball and loves to run track. So we spend a lot of time still involved around sports. And and sometimes it's just, you know, let's cuddle up and watch a movie. You know, let's go on a walk. Let's go on a, a bike. Uh, when I'm not at work, when I'm not in coach mode, when I'm not in AD mode, you can definitely find me at home with my kids. I'm, I'm not the party life guy. I'm not yeah. going downtown. I'm at home with the kids.
1: That's fair enough. Well, Coach, you know, like I say, I just want to, again, thank you for coming on, man. And I always end my show the same way. I want everybody to understand something. Every day that you bless blessed to see, it truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to keep your head up and you got to get. Yo,
0: happy.
1: Oh, Oh! thank y'all for listening. Hey, see you guys next Sunday, man. Y'all stay positive.